Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Andy fails with what's bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. Welcome to Sound Off. And you do love hot tamales. Can't take my eyes off them. You love, love these you things. Love them. Love these things. Mm. Super Bowl 53 from Atlanta is set. The Patriots. In their third straight Super Bowl, the Pats take on the L.A. Rams. It is Sunday, February 4th, 5.30 p.m. on CBS. That is the Super Bowl. The Rams advance in overtime after a controversial no-call win against the Saints. And the Patriots shut the Chiefs out for a half before winning a wild shootout at the end. It's the Patriots and Rams in the big one. Your chance to sound off coming up at 515-282-9010. Hot Topics. Hawkeyes shoot the lights out, route Illinois by 24. Hawks made a Carver-Hawkeye arena record 68% wow. of their shots, including 15 threes. The Hawks score 95 points. Iowa has won five straight. And the Cyclones won two games this week, including a win at number eight, Texas Tech. That's two top ten wins for Iowa State, and the Cyclones are tied for first place in the Big 12. Let's sound off. 515-282-9010. This Facebook 10-year challenge makes an obvious point. Most of us really age in a decade, though that point is driven home more when you look at a kid turned teenager like my son Colin. And then there's Andy Fails. I'm not sure if these photos are from 2009 or 2019. Could be both. Or the sports equivalent, Hawkeye football. Then is now, same thing. Kurt Ferentz and the Hawks celebrating an Outback Bowl win over an SEC team. At Iowa State 10 years ago, Gene Chizik had just unentrenched himself, and Paul Rhodes took over. Rhodes would lead Iowa State to a surprising seven wins, including a bowl. Iowa State would soon reward Rhodes with a 10-year contract extension, and Cyclone fans loved it. 
In basketball, Iowa and Iowa State both had nice men as head coaches, successful elsewhere, but Greg McDermott and Todd Licklider did not work well here. In the case of Licklider, dumpster fire. Greg's son, Doug McDermott, helped lead Ames to a state title. You won't find anyone who predicted he'd become the college basketball player of the year and future pacer. Ten years ago, Fred Hoiberg worked in the Timberwolves front office. He would go, go on to mostly highs at Iowa State, mostly lows with the Bulls. And now some think Fred is destined for T-Wolves again. This time ten years ago, Cale Sanderson coached Iowa State wrestling. In a few months, he'd leave for more money and support. Cale would then make Penn State the new Iowa. In 2009, Brett Favre unretired for the 37th time. Favre made Packer fans puke with the sight of him holding a purple jersey. Some still aren't over it. Favre now sells micro-touch hair trimmers. And nothing shows passage of time quite like this. Ten years ago, Donald Trump named Joan Rivers the winner of Celebrity Apprentice. Last week, President Trump welcomed Clemson to the White House and served the Tigers hamburgers. I'm hungry. Could use some tamales right now. All right. Earlier this week, Kirk Ferentz met with the media to wrap up the college football season. One of the topics brought up was the final coaches poll, a poll which Iowa did not finish in the top 25. Ferentz basically mocked and dismissed this poll, and frankly, I agree with him. The Hawkeyes finished 9-4, beat Mississippi State in the Outback Bowl, but yet the Bulldogs were ranked one spot higher than Iowa in the final coaches poll. Makes no sense. We have the college football playoff poll. Why do we still have a coaches poll? It's pointless and filled with bias. Think about how laser-focused coaches are during the season. 70-hour weeks, fully committed to practicing, watching film. Most barely have time to eat dinner with their families, and somehow they're supposed to watch other games and know what's going on in the entire college football landscape? You think Ferentz knows how the Pac-12 is shaping up during the season? You think Matt Campbell is keeping tabs on the ACC? So when it's time for those coaches to vote, it's filled with bias and unknown. Think about it. Any coach from the Big Ten is going to vote for the Big Ten schools higher. It makes their team look better. Same goes for the Big 12, SEC, Pac-12, whatever. And do you really think Dabo Swinney and Nick Saban are sitting down to dinner Saturday night, filling out a top 25 ballot? Come on. My guess is many of the coaches pass their vote off to their football SIDs who are biased towards their team and conference. It's time to get rid of the coaches poll for good. Just give us one poll. One. That's all we need. Time for live calls now on Sound Off. Anthony is in Des Moines. Patriots against Chiefs. It goes to overtime uh, for the third time in the playoffs. Tom Brady wins in overtime. He's 3-0 in overtime. In fact, every time Tom Brady has ever gotten the ball in a playoff overtime, the other team has never even had a chance to get possession of the ball, so many people. That sounds thinking, like another topic in itself. Yeah, may, may need a rule change there. But what were your thoughts on the game? Well, hey, how you guys doing this evening? Good. Good. Well, here's a couple of questions of why, whatever could have should have for the Chiefs. I've never won the Super Bowl since 19 since Super Bowl four. Here's one: Why did you go to a two point conversion with under two minutes to go? Otherwise, you could have a, a two point. Two point possession of the game. And number two is that on that punt that t- I thought that ball really touched that Patriots player's hand, the glove. It depended number on the three, angle uh, you looked at. I'm sorry, you had one more point to make. Go ahead. 
Yeah, uh, that's all right there, Keith. Uh, the other thing is, personally, I feel so bad for these kids to see Chiefs fans. They waited so many years to, for, for this. And another person I feel bad for is Ed Podolak by about now. He's got to be sick to his stomach on this. I know then, I know some Chiefs fans. Tom Brady's just a mean dude, on. right? He's yeah. just a mean dude, right? I mean, you're seeing greatness. I mean, a 13 13- AFC Championship games, nine Super Bowls. Now he's 41 years old. But, John, how can you not feel for the Chiefs and their fans? This is a really likable team. And yeah, it, it, Patrick Mahomes is great. And I'm talking about the Chiefs. I know yeah. a lot of people can't stand people the Patriots because the they win yeah. too much. Patrick Mahomes is great. They need some help on that defense. But if he's around, they're going to be good for a while yeah. now. And regarding that punt where Julian Edelman, I think, you know, the, the controversy about whether he touched it. Looked different from different angles. It did. And I think the, the tough thing for Chiefs fans to swallow is it was called a fumble, right, on right. the field. So you need visual evidence, like no doubt visual evidence that right. it's not a fumble. And that's where I think it could be a little dicey. I think there were two angles that one – showed it may have hit his glove, and then another it didn't. The officials had a rough day. The lead official yeah. was on camera more than Brady or Mahomes in the fourth quarter in the overtime. <laughs> That's not good for football. You don't want him on camera constantly. And by the way, Tony Romo may have had the best game of anyone. He was incredible. He was helping call the plays oh in the huddles. Oh, my gosh. The Chiefs needed him in their helmets, <laughs> so they knew what was coming. Uh, Cammies and Beaverdale taking us over to the other overtime game. We had a remarkable day here. Both championship games went to overtime. Cammie, what did you think? I love the way the, how the, the outcome was with that, and that's who my team is. That's who I follow, and I want the Rams all the way to win the Super Bowl. Well, you got it, and we've got a we've got a, a rematch. It doesn't feel like it, but Kurt Warner, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl was yeah. against the Rams when they were in St. Louis. What year was that? Two thousand one. Sounds right. Two thousand, maybe even somewhere I around there. I, I was I was either a senior in high school or a freshman in college, and Brady's still do, playing. Do you know where I was? Here. <laughs> I, I'll take your twenty. That's year, the seventeen-year challenge. I'll take your twenty-year challenge. Uh, Less is the names. Jim is in Valley Junction. Going to get to them a little bit later in the show. But it is time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny rough judges. Now Rebecca Davis says she's been told her grandson Cameron looks like Chiefs quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. Cameron is cute. Uh, Tiny Ref, is this a match? Now, we're sure that's not just Patrick Mahomes, like... As a kid? As a kid. We're sure that's not him? <laughs> he does look okay. like him. He's really cute. Uh, Chad Naltuna says, uh, look at this, Bird Box Murph looks like RoboCop. <laughs> Tiny Ref? Look like that's being, a good one. It looked like I'm being tortured. <laughs> I... I feel like I'm forgetting something. Give me a minute. I'll have it for What's Bugging Andy next. One correction, Super Bowl is February 3rd, right? It's on it a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, February yeah. 3rd, right. Uh, time for another game of knockout. One has to go. It's tough, but one has to go. Look at this. All right. Kirk Ferentz era tight ends. Tight ends in the Kirk Ferentz era. Dallas Clark, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, or George Kittle. One has to go. Kick one of them out. Who's it going to be? Uh, you decide. You decide Ooh. how you're judging this. Time now to find out what's bugging Andy. It's not shaving. I was watching the Patriots play today and it hit me. I forgot to boycott my Gillette shaving products last week. 
Well, Gillette is Robert Kraft's company. Kraft owns the Patriots. Made me remember that I was supposed to be boycotting Gillette. And wouldn't you know it, I not only clicked on a new razor blade last week, I even used some of that ice blue aftershave. I have trouble keeping track of all the things we're called to boycott these days. Gillette, on account of their Me Too commercial. Nike, because of Colin Kaepernick, I think. And Chick-fil-A, because of its founder or CEO or Lemon Squeezer or someone like that. Starbucks, Target, Uber. The only part I remembered is that I'd forgotten about it until after I'd continued to buy the products. Some of these are good causes, I know. But it's hard to keep it all straight because, let's face it, boycotting has become a sport as American as baseball. And like baseball, we're lucky to bat 300 on them. Nike, boycott didn't work. The profits have been fine. Chick-fil-A, they actually made more money. How about the 1980 Olympics in Moscow? <laughs> Soviets not only didn't leave Afghanistan until years later, they boycotted our games in 84, and that made our gold medals there about as hard-earned as a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. So, unless it's the bus system in Montgomery or imported British tea, boycott buffs should think twice because few things look worse than one that doesn't work, or worse yet, gets forgotten only a few days after it began. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Sure, it was cold at Arrowhead Stadium, but it's been worse. Oh, Who's yeah. in your five is next, along with your live takes. We'll hear from Matt, Les, and Jim coming up next on Sound Off. Twitter at SoundOff13, Cyclone media mogul Chris Williams writes, with all of the NFL rule changes, the league really needs to consider going to a version of college overtime. If we're going for a quarterback-emphasized offensive league, let fans see if Mahomes can match Brady and OT. NFL rules have evolved. OT rules should, too. I, I agree. I, I agree. And Chris is not a Chiefs fan. Yeah. Uh, he's writing this as just a football Would have loved to have seen Mahomes get a shot. Just one shot. Scott writes, as a Saints fan, I don't blame the Rams. They took advantage of the situation and won the game, but that no call is just simply unacceptable in any game, let alone one that decides who is going to the Super Bowl. It's a terrible call. Awful. It was like Brady being roughed when he was, you know, accidentally tapped on the helmet or yeah. shoulder pad. Uh, who's in your five cold NFL playoff games? It was cold at Arrowhead Stadium, not as cold as expected. 2008, Giants went to Green Bay. It was minus four. Oh. Beat Brett Favre and the Packers on their way to Eli Manning's first Lombardi trophy. And you might remember this as the game where Tom Coughlin's face almost froze off. <laughs> uh, Look at that. Number four, 1995, the temperature, the wind chill, was minus 11 when the Chiefs hosted Jim Harbaugh and the Colts. Colts edged the Chiefs 10-7. to Chiefs fans remember this as the game their kicker, Lynn Elliott, missed three field goals. He never kicked again. Mm. Uh, number three, many of you were at this game. 2010, Vikings hosted the Seahawks. Minus 25 wind chill. The home team would have won if not for an improbable Blair Walsh missed 27-yard field goal. I remember that one. Number two, in January 1982, the Bengals beat the Chargers 27-7 to at Riverfront Stadium where the temperature was minus nine. That game was played on turf. 
which more than 30 years ago felt like concrete. Yeah, that's basically just carpet over concrete. Oh, man. Quarterback Ken Anderson got frostbite on his butt. And what? Number, yes. And number one, the, the famous ice bowl in 1967, Packers-Cowboys considered the coldest game on record, according to Pro Football Reference. Actual temperature, minus 13. Wind chill, minus 48. Are we sure? Were there any fatalities at this game? <sighs> there had to. I mean, free... Somebody People froze had, to somebody death. Had to Someone froze to death. To death. Yeah, Green Bay won 21-17. All right, back to uh, live phone calls. Get it started with our man Les in Ames. Uh, Les, the Cyclones had a bounce-back week on the basketball court. What did you see? Les, sorry, I was slow on the punch. What did you see from the Cyclones this week? Guys, it looks good. Everybody was freaking out last week when we lost to Kansas State. But after, after two good games... Two good Big 12 games, you know. Last week, Lindell looked phenomenal. Cameron Bach came in the game powerful, was dominant. And, of course, my guy, Mario Shayok, uh, who is the Big 12 leader in scoring. I mean, the guys are spreading the floor well. Communication was at its best. Guys are taking shots confidently. And I mean, the rotation looks good. Guys, guys are working on different levels. And it, it, it's superb. This is Iowa State basketball that everybody has been waiting for. All right, Les, do, do the Cyclones win at Kansas? Um, well, it's called Hilton South for a reason. So we already took care of them at home in Hilton. So why don't we go down to Hilton South and take care of business? I say we get it done, guys. We'll see yeah. what happens. Thank you, Les. Sweep Kansas. That would be season. something. That would be something. Uh, Matt is in Norwalk. Matt, your thoughts on the NFL's overtime rules. Do they need to change? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just – the game has, and the rules and everything have evolved so much over the years. It's, you know, the thing is that the overtime rules need to change. Those really haven't changed. And the, the fact that we didn't get to see Mahomes even possess the ball, who by all rights should probably be the entire NFL MVP this year, is just a complete travesty. Yeah, I, you know? I agree. I agree. It is. We, we're, we're robbed you think of they're that opportunity. Change well, it depends. Uh, we, we've, we've thought before that they might change it, and they haven't. But two overtime games today. Now, in the other game, um, a, a tip pass led to a breeze interception, and then the Rams just have to score a field goal to yeah. end the game. And, and I'm okay with that because the Saints got the ball first, and they turned it over. Okay, but they both got the ball. So I, you, you think at some point logic kicks in? No. So many people want to change, and you just make a change, but... They haven't for a long time. People, I don't know. People don't like change. I've always said that, John. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we've got your knockout results on the Ferentz era tight ends plus face-off. One had to go, Ferentz era tight ends. Uh, John, you predicted it would be Noah Fant. Who did our uh, viewers knock out? It, it, it's Fant. 78 catches, nearly 1,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, but Fant is out, and I'm guessing it's because that he skipped the bowl game. That's kind of the last thing in people's minds about Noah Fant. But man, it, he didn't help. He's a, these are four great college Really tight good ends. tight ends. And yeah. Kittle's been so good in the NFL. Yeah, and, and Kittle's numbers were actually, you know, far below Fanton Hawkinson, but his, his NFL numbers have just taken him to another level. All right, time for face-off. Kyler Murray wins the Heisman, says he'll enter the NFL draft. Good decision 
Don't feel bad for OU, though. Alabama's Jalen Hurts transfers in. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Not a bad three-year run for Lincoln Riley. You think Murray can play in the NFL? 20 years ago, maybe not. But with these rules, a short quarterback can work if he's accurate, and Murray is accurate. He was great against Iowa State this season, and he'll sell tickets. Yeah, he will. A seventh grader, seventh grader says Jim Harbaugh offered him a scholarship. Well, it's not a binding offer, but come on, this seems silly. What's next? Recruiting the playgrounds? Just trying to get in the kid's head early. Exactly. It probably works, too. Cardinals catcher Yadier Molina called Cub star Chris Bryant a loser after Bryant called St. Louis boring. I love it. Baseball needs some bad blood rivalries to get it mixed up a little bit. Who's wrong in this? Well, Bryant was at a Cubs convention preaching to the choir. This happens all the time at Cyclone and Hawkeye luncheons and banquets. It's not a big deal. Molina overreacted, but Cardinal fans will love him for it. And Cub fans will love what Bryant said. Everybody wins. Of course. Girls wrestling is not yet a sanctioned sport in Iowa, but we have now seen our first state tournament with over 100 girls competing. Growth opportunity? Absolutely. Dan Gable says this is good for wrestling, not girls wrestling, wrestling. When it comes to wrestling, I defer to Dan Gable. Whatever he says. Over under, overrated, being hot at a game. Uh, when it's when it's hot, you can tolerate it. I mean, it may not yeah. be comfortable. Underrated, being cold at a game. Yeah, it's that's rough. Like today in Arrowhead, oh. you know, remember the game against Kansas when oh. Iowa State hosted a couple years ago when it was like zero at, at, at uh, Jack Trice Stadium? That was rough. You bring the hot tamales for a game like that, Yeah, right? you Maybe got some oh. fireball. All right, blah, 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 shut your pie holes. One, one minute, all right, let's wrap it up, boys. Is he, getting, ang- out. Is he getting angrier? Yeah, it's every week. I just, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. Okay, well, it's not going to change. Jim in Valley Junction. Hi, Jim. Hello. Hello, Jim. What's Go up, ahead. Jim? Hey, how are you guys? Good. 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 I, I want to wish you and uh, some of my friends out there listening to the bar a, a happy, good, safe uh, ML King Day. And also, now, what do you think that we're going to do uh, tomorrow against Kansas? I mean, this is everything shook out with uh, real well with the Iowa State basketball yesterday. Uh, all the teams uh, lost. Yeah, we have seen. Yeah, I know. It was a good day. We have seen. We had a big four all winning on the same night this week, too. Drake and Don Allen as well. Um, We've seen a prone coach team win at Kansas, and we saw Iowa State beat Kansas by 17 a couple of weeks ago. But Kansas coming off a loss and looking for revenge. And I believe the students, this is their first game back in Lawrence. So it's it's, it's winnable, but they're going to have to play their best game to win there. Hey, we got five seconds for Cheezer. Promote anything you want, Cheezer. Hey, guys, uh, I have a district uh, special mix basketball tournament coming up on this Saturday on the 26th at the uh, Nap Center, whoever does sports on Channel 13, because they come down and put some of our highlights on TV. Thank you for Gold the invitation, medal on, Cheezer. I'm calling right now. Gold medal Gold for medal, Cheezer. We hope so. Uh, that'll do it for us. We're back next week, and we hope you are, too. We leave you with the toddler race at the Nap Center. This little guy is not interested in anything except a nap. Wake up, but he's just he's just staying put. He's staying put. And now, uh, here's what's coming up next. We're back. Hey, Murph. This week we spend two days in Los Angeles with Steve-O. The comedian and stuntman opens up about his wild career and his intense battle with drug and alcohol addiction, plus his plans to give back and a preview of his latest comedy act. All that's coming up next on In Depth right here on WHO Channel 13.